All right, good morning. It is really great to see people interact and moving around, so that's no problem. Uh, if you were here with us last week, we went uh, through Psalm number one, a great place to start when you're doing a series in the uh, book of Psalms. Uh, if you've got your Bible, I invite you to turn to Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is just a, a psalm that reminds us that in the middle of disappointment and in the middle of trouble, in the middle of even crisis, God is still good and God remains in control, even in times where it doesn't seem so. And because of that, we can be still and put our trust in him. As a pastor, as an individual, I'm aware that at any given season in the life of our church family, some of you are in the midst of some really, really difficult circumstances. Uh, you find yourself in a season of trouble, uh, in a season of disappointment, or maybe even in a season of, of crisis. Uh, and again, it's, it's not beyond me that some of you are, are in those times right now. Uh, some of you are more private than other people, and so there are times where even though you come in and you smile and you look like everything is going okay, inside there's trouble, there's crisis, there's discouragement. And that's a, a good reminder for us that when we meet one another, whether here at church or at work or in the community, uh, even if a person has a smile on their face, it does not mean everything in their life is going well. In fact, it, it, they may be really, really deeply hurting inside. It's good to keep that in mind as we interact with people. And no matter what your specific situation is, if you are here today and you are in a season of trouble, in, in whatever form that takes, uh, I pray that our look at Psalm 46 this morning will be of great encouragement to you. Psalm 46 was written for people who are experiencing times of trouble. For those of you who would be here this morning that would say um, life is going relatively well, uh, I feel like I'm kind of in a season that feels a little bit uh, trouble-free. Um, that is an awesome thing. We're glad for you. I'm happy that you're in that season. But I want to remind you that Psalm 46 was written for you as well. Because at some point in time, either you have been or you are currently, or you will go through a season of trouble. The Bible actually is incredibly realistic about that fact, about the fact that there are troubles in this world. Uh, take a look at the words of Jesus that he taught to his closest disciples. Uh, in John 16, Jesus said, In this world, you will have trouble. Does it say you might have trouble or some of you will have trouble? He says, in this world, you, all of us, we will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And those words of Jesus really summarize, uh, in my opinion, Psalm 46 and the truths that we're going to look at this morning. As I mentioned last week, the Psalms were meant not only to connect with our head, but those truths were to make their way down to our hearts as well. And so as I read Psalm 46, 
Read it with your head, but allow the images that you will listen to that are, that are given by the author to make their way down to your heart. You will see images that describe trouble, and you will see uh, images that describe God's goodness in the midst of trouble. So let's follow along as I read and do your best to pay attention to the imagery in this psalm. Psalm 40 or 46 begins this way. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall, and he lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolation that he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. As I said, Psalm 46 is written for times of troubles. Let's uh, start by looking at a few of the places where we see images of trouble in Psalm 46. Look first at at verses 2 and 3. We read, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. When you read the imagery, the picture that's presented here, you can't help but think of standing in the face of an earthquake or standing by a mountain and looking at a a tsunami that comes. Maybe you've seen some of these images or pictures in in movies or, or in real life. That's the picture here, times of trouble. And I want to ask you, what circumstances in your life have caused you to feel like the solid ground that you were standing on was suddenly taken away? It, It fell away right under your feet. There may be someone in here that has actually felt an earthquake. Most people haven't. I have never felt an actual earthquake. But apparently, there are thousands of earthquakes in this earth, in our world, every single year. They're so small that most of the time, none of us are even aware of them. They kind of come up on some of the, the testing that they do. I'm also told, though, that in any given year, there are 12 to 15 what what would be called major earthquakes, earthquakes that allow people to actually feel something is going on, an earthquake is taking place. 
And on average, not every year, in some years there may be more than, than one, but on average, our world experiences one major significant earthquake every single year. And they take place in, in various uh, places and locations. Um, the shaking caused by an earthquake that reaches eight on the Richter scale is said to be totally incomparable to any other kind of shaking that would normally happen. The level of shaking with an earthquake that's at an eight on the, the Richter scale will definitely cause some buildings to collapse and some bridges to collapse. Ob objects will literally fly through the air if you are in an earthquake at an eight on the Richter scale. Some of you have maybe literally seen videos. If you haven't, you can go and you can actually see videos of people experiencing a major, major earthquake. It's actually a horrific sight just to watch the video. But can you imagine living in and through a major earthquake? I would guess that nobody in this room has literally had to endure a major earthquake where they were knocked to the ground, where their feet were taken right out from under them. However, many of us in this room have had experiences in life where we felt like we were knocked to the ground. The death of a loved one, the loss of a, a really valued job, a financial crisis, perhaps a broken relationship or a really serious health issues. All of these things have a way of sending kind of emotional tremors through our life. Although it's been a number of years ago, I remember going to, my, uh, to the hospital, actually, at the request of my doctor, to have an MRI done of my head. And uh, in the the, the appointment was in the morning. In the very early afternoon, I got a personal phone call from my doctor. And I've come to discover that that's not usually a good thing. Uh, my doctor told me at that point in time that I had a brain tumor that needed to be operated on. And uh, although he did everything he could to, to put me at ease and explain the situation, I remember as soon as I heard the word brain tumor, kind of leaning into the kitchen cabinet that I was standing next to. That kind of news kind of has a, a way of making you weak in the knees a little bit. Psalm 46 contains many other images of times of trouble. Look at, at verses 4 and 5. In verses 4 and 5, we see language and a picture painted of a city that's under the siege of another, an attack. Some Bible scholars believe that Psalm 46 uh, alludes to a time when God's people were in Jerusalem and they were hemmed in by another army. And that was kind of the strategy. At that point in time, an army would, would surround a city and they would cut off food and water supply. And once they did that, it wasn't very long before that city would fall. In verse 6, we see a reference to, to nations that are in uproar and to kingdoms that fall. That doesn't sound like much unless you're the kingdom that is falling at the time. The people of, of the Ukraine right now can relate to the death and the destruction when a nation is in uproar. Um, 
It's really difficult to, to find accurate statistics of the number of people that have either been killed or injured in the war in Ukraine. But um, many people say that between those in Ukraine and Russia, that there could be as close to 350,000 people that have either been injured or killed in that conflict. 350,000 injured or killed in that war. Now, sadly, violence is not only limited to the Ukraine. Um, Conflict globally, if you watch the news, is continuing to grow and to increase. Uh, There are violent conflicts in places still like Afghanistan, Central Africa, Ethiopia, Libya, Mali, Somalia, uh, southern Sudan, and Syria. All of these countries and more are are continuing to experience uh, unrest and, and civil war. And although the United States of America is not technically under uh, siege or or in a full-blown war, last year, in 2022, in the United States, a little over 26,000 people were murdered. 26,000 people were murdered. Thankfully, here in Northwest Ohio, We may not see that same level of violence and we may not see some of the global um, things that are going on and and things, but nations are in uproar and kingdoms are falling right now. People are experiencing trouble and distress. I don't know exactly why, but the author of Psalm 46 doesn't tell us specifically what the trouble was that caused them to write Psalm 46. And that's probably a good thing because it allows us all to, uh, to um, relate to the one primary or one of the many primary truths of Psalm 46. And one of the truths that we learn in Psalm 46 is that we will all face troubles and hardship in life. There are many unwelcomed experiences that we can and that we will uh, face. Troubles come in all kinds of shapes and all kinds of sizes. We won't all endure the same things, but we will all endure trouble and hardship in this world. Again, if you're in a season of trouble right now, I really do want you to know that you are not alone. Your suffering may seem like you're the only one in the world that's suffering, but sadly, you are not alone. Others are suffering as well. I want you to know that if you're in a a season of suffering, God is not punishing you. Uh, We live in a broken world where bad things happen and uh, things like rejection, sickness and loss, accidents, trauma, uh, physical and relational pain, financial loss, uh, there are times where we experience the betrayal of a relationship that, that from a person that we trusted, the ending of a close relationship. Uh, we uh, often experience failure when we anticipated success. All of these kinds of experiences leave us feeling hurt. They leave us with pain and confusion and disappointment. And we start asking the question in times of trouble, Where do I go from here? Where do I go from here? So I want to ask the question, where do people typically run when they're in trouble? And there are at least three places 
One place that we run when we're in trouble is to ourselves. We look to our own strengths, we look to our own wisdom, we look to our our own resources to try to overcome the trouble that we're in. When our own strengths don't relieve the trouble, we typically go to other human beings. Maybe it's to our our parents or to family, to friends. We might call a so-called expert up, a, a doctor or a counselor. And I want you to know that that's not a bad thing necessarily to do. It may be a very wise thing when you're in a time of trouble to seek out help. Uh, we just have to make sure that the help we seek out is, is good help. And when we, we can't fix our own problems and other human beings can't fix our own problems, as humans, we have a tendency to gravitate towards things that will soothe or numb our pain, at least temporarily. We can turn to to substances, we can turn to food, we can turn to to exercise or to hobbies or to to relationships, all kinds of things. And again, some of those things aren't necessarily bad. But the author of Psalm 46 has a better suggestion. Let's turn and look again at at verse 1. Verse 1 says that God is, first of all, he is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and all the mountains quake with their surging. Church, times of trouble will come. Some of you, again, are in those times right now. Others of us will be in a season of trouble that we have no idea about right now. They're going to come later in the future. A significant time of trouble may be coming to your life very, very soon. That's not very encouraging, is it? But it is true. In Psalm 46, uh, it says, We do not need to fear trouble because God is our refuge. A refuge is a place where we can go for safety and security when danger and trouble come. This is the primary picture that we see of God in Psalm 46. In times of trouble, God is present and he is available. Not only does it say that God is a refuge, it says God is our refuge. It's personal. And that's why at Crossroads Church, we talk very, very often about the difference between practicing a religion, and actually having a relationship with a living God. God is never far away. Even when the worst of the worst happens, God is not only near, God desires to help. People throughout the ages have turned to God as their refuge. At times, God has provided supernatural healing and relief from trouble. At other times, God provides supernatural strength to endure times of trouble and hardship. At times, he provides supernatural peace in the midst of a storm. But he is always, always there. He will never leave or forsake us. 
No matter what our circumstances are in life, the safest place to be is always at the center of God's will. He promises to be a refuge. God is not only a refuge, but the psalm says God is our strength. Now, clearly there are times where you and I face some level of hardship where the the strength and the resources that that we can bring to the table seem to get us by. Uh, We lost our car keys, although it's good to pray for those as well. But there's there's a lot of things where where we don't even think necessarily to ask somebody else. We, We just do them. And sometimes the resources God has even given us get us by. But church, we will all face uh, times of trouble in life where your resources and my resources will not be enough. We're going to face those times. The strength we bring to the table isn't going to matter a, a whole lot. Over the last 20 years, 29 years of pastoral ministry, I have had the opportunity to witness God providing strength to his people in some of the worst circumstances in life. And I I am not going to mention any names, but uh, I want to just testify a little bit to God's goodness in the midst of hardship that that I have seen from people here at Crossroads Church. As one of your pastors a number of years ago, uh, I watched a young couple uh, lose a child at birth. Church, I, I cannot tell you what that would be like. I I cannot imagine anything more difficult or painful than the loss of a child at birth. For reasons that I do not understand, God chose not to answer this couple's prayers and many, many other people who prayed with them. He didn't answer in the way that they liked or in their time frame. But this couple continues to love the Lord and serve the Lord, and uh, they could not do that on their own strength. They're a testimony to the kind of strength that we're talking about in Psalm 46. Over the last 14 years, I have heard some of you tell me stories about the kind of hurt and the kind of pain that you have experienced from people who should actually be loving and caring from you, protecting you. I've watched God as he has given many of you in those situations the strength to actually forgive people who have harmed you greatly. Church, that's not done on human strength. When I think of sickness and disease, I think of a lot of you. Uh, I don't mean that in an offensive way. That didn't sound right. (laughs) I'm aware that many of you are dealing with not just little health issues, but very, very significant health issues. I don't even think I can count the number of times that I've been in a hospital alongside of one of you, either getting ready for a surgery or a procedure, uh, and, and I over and over again, I hear a consistent phrase, and it's this. No matter how this comes out, I trust that God will use it for good. No matter what happens, God is in control, and he's got a good plan for me. Church, we don't do that on our own strength. Time and time again, God has come through and provided strength and help in times of need. 
In my lengthy brain surgery, it, it did not actually um, end the way that I wanted it to end. It didn't uh, go according to my time frame or my, my time schedule. Uh, but I can tell you this, as a, a, a young person with a young wife and two young children getting ready to go into a brain surgery, uh, and I'm kind of a sissy when it comes to medical things, uh, I felt the peace of God in a tangible way that I have never since. I can't even explain it. It felt like a physical, warm, protecting blanket around me as I went to surgery. Yeah. It's a long story again, but it didn't end the way that I wanted. But God has used and continues to use the answer to my prayers, even though they were different than what I wanted them to be, for my good and for his glory. Church, time and time again, I've seen God provide a level of peace to you all in the midst of the storms of life. I've seen God give you all a deep level of trust and even joy in the midst of hardship and grief. I'm aware of a couple of you that are here this morning that I had the privilege of standing next to in the worst day of your life at the loss of a loved one. And again, I have seen God provide strength to forgive others, uh, to give hope, to give encouragement, to allow people to move forward. I've seen God break the chains of addiction in people's lives to provide financial assistance when it's needed, uh, to bind up the wounded hearts that are there, and, uh, and just to provide overall strength. Right now within Crossroads Church, I think many of you are aware, we have an individual here who has a significant um, health issue related to her hearing. We have another individual here that's really, really struggling with some significant vision problems. We have another individual that's still struggling with a a lot of of, uh, trauma related to uh, his head and an accident. In all three of those cases, God has not yet chosen to answer their prayers and our prayers the way that we want. And yet in all three of those cases, those three individuals and their families continue to love the Lord, continue to serve the Lord, continue to look to him for for just the, the health that they need and the guidance to get through. Church, God is a refuge and he provides supernatural strength And it also says in verse 1 that God is an ever-present help in times of trouble. He is always with us. He never puts our call when we pray. He never puts our call on hold. He's ready to help and to provide help for us. Who do you have in your life, if you do, who will be with you when the chips are down? They are always ready to be present to provide help for you. Maybe it's a a loving parent, might be a a sibling, a friend, a spouse. If, If you have someone in your life who is always ready to be present to provide help, then then you have already experienced in a very small way the ever-present help of God. Psalm 46 tells us that God is our refuge, he is our strength, 
and he is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we do not need to fear when trouble comes. As we kind of start to wrap up, I want to look very quickly at the rest of this psalm in terms of ways that we see God in Psalm 46. Look at verse 4 again. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place, where the Most High dwells. Verse 5 says, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall, but he lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease in the end, to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And once again, it restates, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. When I read that, I can't help but think of the many times Psalm 46 reminds us that God is with us. He's not far away. He's not distant. He's not unreachable or disconnected from our trouble. He is with us. In verses 4 and 5, we're told that, that God is within the city. He dwells there. The city will not fall. Verse 6, again, the nations are in uproar, but nothing is outside the sovereign control of God. He has the power to melt the earth with his voice. Look at Daniel um, chapter 2, verse 21. It says, he, God, changes times and seasons. He disposes of kings and raises others up. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. In Psalm 75, it says, No one from the east or the west or the desert can exalt themselves. It is God who judges. He brings one down and he exalts the other. And in John 5, 17, Jesus says, My father is always at work to this very day and I am working too friends God never sits up in heaven and twiddles his thumbs for my Basque friends here that means God is always at work he never stops working on our behalf he takes no vacations he doesn't always work according to our time schedule he doesn't always work according to our ways, but he works to do his good and pleasing will in our lives. And I look forward to the day in heaven when we see all those pieces come together. Let's end with what I think is probably the most powerful verse in Psalm 46. It's certainly the most memorable. Take a look at verse 10. God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth.
Be still and know that I am God. To all of you that will one day face a really difficult time of trouble, but especially to those of you that are here this morning that are in the midst of a really hard and difficult time, I want you to listen to the the words of author Max Lucado written about verse 10 of Psalm 46. Max Lucado writes, Be still and know that I am God, reads the sign on God's waiting room wall. You can be glad because God is good. You can be still because God is active. You can rest because he's busy. You'll get through this waiting room season just fine. Pay careful note and you will detect the most wonderful surprise. The doctor will step out of his office and take the seat next to yours. Just thought I could keep you company while you're waiting. Not every physician will do that, but yours will. After all, he is the great physician. The band can come back up. We're going to have a word of prayer, and then they're going to close us in a final song. As I pray for us at the end of um, this message, you don't have to, but I would like to invite you to, to close your eyes and to maybe relax your shoulders if you want to slump down in your seat a little bit. Uh, you can do so. Just uh, get relaxed. Uh, try to, to block out anybody sitting next to you or the circumstances uh, this afternoon, any of those kinds of things. And I just want you to listen once again to the invitation that Psalm 4610 gives to us. With your eyes closed and in as relaxed of a position as you can be, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Friends, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I know there are some of you that have been doing that in a time of trouble right now. And I I want to encourage you to continue to be still and trust and know that God knows you, he knows your circumstances, and he is moving in ways that you are yet unaware. Thank you, Lord, for Psalm 46 and the reminder that in times of trouble, you are our refuge and strength and an ever-present help in trouble. For those of us that are here this morning in the middle of an unwelcome circumstance, would you replace fear with supernatural peace and confidence?
when it feels like the mountains are shaking and the seas are roaring in life, would you allow us to experience the quiet, peaceful, steady stream of your presence in our lives? Thank you, Lord, for the reminder in Psalm 46 that you are with us in whatever time of trouble we are currently in or whatever time of trouble we will face in the future. May you be exalted on the mountaintop and in the valleys of our lives. We love you and we praise you for your goodness. Amen. Will you stand with us and the band will close us in a final song.